Welcome, No Labels, No Limits podcast guest, Sarah Box here, your host of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. This week, I get to introduce you to Laura Christine. Laura and I first met when I was a guest on her podcast. It was actually one of my most fun times because I think all we did was laugh through it and have a good conversation. But I realized in talking with her and then doing some more research about her, that she has some unique viewpoints that can really help folks connect to that inner place within us that helps us be a better guide to ourselves. She can help us clear our mindsets and energy fields. And she really looks at helping people build their confidence so that you can take courageous action. And we'll talk to her about all of that. But she is the founder and head head teacher of Club LC where way showers level up and lead from the light within. So Laura, I wanna pause there and ask you to do two things. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and then tell us what is a way shower? I got it. Well, first, please let me say thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed our our other interview so much and I'm really excited to be here and, and talk to you a little bit more. I can probably answer both of those questions in one kind of uh, statement, I guess. Not statement, it'll be longer than a statement, but a way shower is somebody who is here on earth <laughs> to maybe not fit in so much, but to make a difference and make a positive difference. It's somebody who understands that just because most people are doing something, it doesn't mean that's necessarily even the right thing to do. And it might be for some people, but maybe not them. And so a way shower is kind of here to sort of jolt people out of their (laughs) sleep, if they are, and show them that there are different ways of living and that the light within is actually the best guide that anyone could ever find. And I'm a way shower. So I went through life thinking that doing the things that most people in my society were doing, and I grew up in the Midwest in Minnesota, and it was, you know, the typical quote unquote American dream of go to college, you know, get a job, get a house, have a family, and then you'll be happy. And I was not. (laughs) So, so that's a little bit about kind of my background and how I started on my path. And from there, I just, the more I got in tune with my inner light and my knowing, which I call conscience, I just kept, you know, moving forward and expanding. And I, I can't really explain my life. (laughs) I just live it. (laughs) Should we all be so lucky to just live it? But, you know, I like asking questions, so I'm going to dig in a little bit on that. One of the things I noted, you talked about a time in your life in which your husband at the time said, or asked you to cut back, right? And so from, could you just dial it back? That's my language, right? Yep. So talk to us about what that was and, and was that a turning moment for you? What did you do with that? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great, I love this. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I was sitting on my couch. I think I was probably crying. I don't know. I'm a crier and, or maybe not. I don't know. I had, I had taken a yoga teacher training, which was incredible. And it, 
it opened me a lot. And then I took Kundalini yoga teacher training. And I was at the point in my life where I was really in discovery stage, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit later, these kind of stages of evolution. But I was really in discovery stage and a little bit into growth. So I was trying different things. I was learning as much as I could. And as soon as I learned something, I was like, I can help people with this. And so I wanted to do it. And I came home from a yoga teacher training weekend, a Kundalini teacher training weekend, and we had learned tantric numerology, which I call Kundalini numerology. And because tantric makes people think sex and it's not, but that's only one very small aspect of it. But I had these books and I was just like, I'm going to do this. And he was just beside himself. Like why you need to just get really good at one thing first and get successful at one thing first and then add other things. And that's just not my personality. And that's not really the time that he said it, but I could tell that he was just a little bit exhausted with my energy. (laughs) And one day shortly after we were having a bit of a conversation and we were sitting on a couch of ours and he said to me, you're like this, like 90% of the time, if you could just cut it back to like even 60% of the time. And when he said that, my thought was, oh, can I swear? Uh, um, depends on what you say, but sure. Go ahead. Okay. My, my mind was going, so it was, it was silent. It was in my mind, <laughs> but I was like, oh, oh shit. I, I'm only 90%, 100%. Like I'm only 90% me. How do, how do I get that last 10%? You know? And I, but I said to him, you want me to go back to being depressed? You know? So at that moment, yeah, I was like, okay, I don't know if this will work, but I'm not the one that light bulb moment for you. It was, yeah. As far as a relationship goes, it, it really kind of was. And I wasn't even the one to initiate our divorce either. Well, I think of it as a light bulb moment, maybe from the relationship thing too, but also you just said, oh, I'm only at 90%. It's like, whoa, there's yeah. room, right? So yes. almost a, a double light bulb, like, okay, might be trouble here at the relationship level, but oh, heck, man, I've got another 10%. Yes, exactly. That's true. It was a great mirror, right? Relationships are great <laughs> for reflection. They are great for so, reflection. Yeah. So I do have a question about when you are working with folks, you talk about helping people access their inner guru, right? Right. What does that mean? So for someone who's maybe new to Club LC or they want to know, it's like, what does that mean? Yes, yes, yes. So the easiest way for me to share about this, I guess, is you know how it feels when you're always asking other people what's best? Like, what should I do? You're asking other people, what should I do? Is this going to work? You know, and we all want to know that what we're going to do is going to (laughs) work. I can say something about that later, but always asking outside yourself, even going to like psychic mediums who are incredibly helpful. And I have friends that do that. And I, (laughs) I call upon them sometimes too, but what if you could actually just 
take a breath and feel into your own self and know what the next step should be or should is not really a word I use, but what the next step for your highest and best is. What if you didn't have to always be looking and asking others because then your power is in their hands and that's not very, that's not liberating. (laughs) Why do we do that? Why do we look external, Laura? You know, I think because we don't trust ourselves. And I think that we're conditioned as as we're growing up we always have authority. I mean, we have our parents and we need, you know, we need that as children for some guidance and direction, but then we get into school and then the only thing that matters is our grades. And the only thing that matters is how the teacher likes us. And so we, we're always seeking that outside approval from when we're tiny. So we haven't been taught that it's, it's right to tune in and go with our own knowing so I think if we, maybe you could talk to us a little bit about the evolution spiral, or does that touch into how we get into that place? Or Yeah, I would say so. So it starts with curiosity and something makes us curious. So if you, you've probably all your listeners have been on a spiritual journey and spiritual path, so they'll resonate with this something. What was it? Something outside yourself, maybe or a circumstance that you couldn't control, maybe an illness, maybe a big life change, a divorce, really anything, anything, a death in the family or something. Something happened and it just made you think, oh, wait, this isn't it. There's, there's more to life. So it could either be external like that or something inside is bubbling up and bubbling up and it can't be ignored anymore. So that's kind of this curiosity stage and it's a usually fairly short stage and it usually leads, right? My cat is scratching me. <laughs> so you I'll pet him a little bit, but it usually, I see he wants attention. It usually leads to discovery stage. If it doesn't, it, it means that you don't move into the curiosity, you shy away from it and you block it. And then usually it leads more to like depression, anxiety and things like that. So I've been there as well. But once I stepped from that curiosity and I actually stage and in the discovery stage is where you are again, asking the questions, you're feeling like you're not, you're kind of like in two different worlds, right? Because the old and the new, and you're kind of trying to go back and forth and fit into both. And in this stage, you're, you're feeling like you're finally putting yourself first a little bit and doing what feels right to you or feels good to you. And relationships can change. They can like minded, they can break down. You might move like I did. Big life changes can happen in this discovery stage. They don't have to, but they can. And a lot of times they will career changes as well. So once you're really learning all that stuff, you shift into the growth stage and the growth stage just naturally happens because you want to integrate all of the things that you're learning. You want to integrate all of these answers for the questions that you've been asking. So you start to implement the practices and the techniques into your life and you're growing more into 
clearing out stuff that's not you. So you're becoming more quote unquote you, which you really can't not be you, but you can definitely feel like you're not you because of what you're doing, right? Another thing in the growth stage I notice is that there's a lot of processing, right? A lot of time can be spent on processing and that can actually keep you from expanding if you don't get through the processing and realize that there's actually more <laughs> more to life than just processing emotions and stuff. Not that you don't do it, but you don't get stuck there. So from growth, once you've uh, embodied a lot of this knowledge and these, these knowings and these teachings, most people just can't. Way showers, actually, I'm going to say way showers because some people don't want to share and that's cool and you don't have to. But way showers are typically like, I need a bullhorn. Wait, is a bullhorn a... That's correct. It's yeah, I need one of those. Yeah, a megaphone. I need a megaphone. I need to share this because it's impacted me so much and I, I want to help. I want to make the world a better place. And if more people know this, then they'll be happier. And then they can, you know, and then the whole vibe raises. But Wayshores really are in this place of wanting to make an impact in others' lives and on the earth itself. And so again, like with all of the stages, there can be sticky aspects. And this one can be like, we're too focused on trying to help others that we don't allow ourselves to receive. Yeah. So there's that, but the expansion stage is all about, there's a lot of creation. There's a lot of, I was in the expansion stage and I'm just coming out of it into cocooning and I'm Oh, so happy because expansion is a lot of energy and it's really exciting and it can lead to a little bit of burnout if you're not careful and it can lead to just overextending yourself if you're not careful and it's not that I haven't been careful but things are actually shifting in my life that are really supporting my cocooning stage because that's when you go back into and this is why I call it a spiral this place of quieting down at least internally and reevaluating and kind of reassessing where you at, where you've come, looking, looking back, kind of, oh, wait, getting curious about what's coming forward. So we do go through that curiosity again. And I'm curious to see what my life is going to look like in the next month or two, because I'm moving. And, and then we go through that cycle again, but from a level up. Perfect. Perfect. Because there's no end to it, correct? Exactly. No. A continuous cycle. I loved your description of that because I know you can be in that place in the middle where you're, um, if I get the stages correct, but where you're kind of thinking and discovering and growing and not necessarily moving on because it can be a little bit comfortable. It's not as uncomfortable as having to go out. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. How do you help people like get, if they're working with you and you think about like, do you help people see where they are in the spiral and how, if they're stuck in one, they can like go and move to the next when they're ready? Yeah. Yes. So that's kind of the first thing that kind of, well, I, and I'll recognize it too right away. Cause I've been through it so much, you know, <laughs> in so many different little aspects of life and stuff, but I'll notice 
And then what I usually do is I mentioned Kundalini numerology or the, the tantric numerology. I use that and I still do. So obviously I was onto something <laughs> when I brought those books home and I'm like, I got to do this. <laughs> so I actually do use that. And there are different areas of life and your consciousness that are really reflected in this numerology system. But here's the cool thing. Kundalini yoga you were talking about it's, it's more comfortable to, you know, to not go out. Kundalini yoga makes you so comfortable with what is normally uncomfortable that it's you fear. Okay. Fear is always, there's always going to be fear. I mean, fear is just part of being human, but so is courage, right? So which is stronger and Kundalini makes courage so, so much stronger. So I use different techniques from that practice. And you don't have to be like, you don't have to be all out, do everything. You don't have to quote unquote, join the cult, but you can, we can use this technology. And sometimes it's chanting a mantra. Sometimes it's a three minute meditation. Sometimes it's a more like 40 minute full yoga set. You know, it depends on the person. So it's very customized and different things help to build these different aspects of our being. So which one is going to, you know, right now, or which few are going to benefit most from being strengthened right now? You know, that's kind of how I work. And so that's dependent upon where the person is who's before you at the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're at in the cycle. And then also how much time, I mean, maybe they have four kids and like they don't have time to do much. So maybe a three minute meditation is there and that is going to get them through. And it's amazing what a three minute meditation every day can do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, the, what really started helping me was taking off the expectation that meditation has to be a certain way. Oh, yeah. Practices of any kind have to be a certain way. Because partly because people like you just said, where'd you get that idea? That's not true. <laughs> right. <laughs> Three minutes can get you pretty far. And oh, yeah. Okay. But... So there's a number of pieces of that, and you're right, like little bits over time. It's it's almost, and I don't know if this is accurate, so I'm testing this with you, but it's almost like giving yourself three minutes. Pretty soon you go, well, why not more, right? It's like three minutes went in a blink of an eye, and I feel better, and now I'm ready for a little bit more, whether it's two more extra minutes or something additional. I completely, yeah, I agree with you. I've been doing a nine, a 31 minute meditation. Actually, my friend and I, we, we committed to this and we have been uh, over 90 days now of this 31 minute meditation. The first, like maybe 10 days, the time of it, it was, it felt long. My body wasn't used to it. So it just was like, ah, but I knew what it was doing. It brings your soul and destiny present. And it does so much more than that. I don't have time to explain this meditation on, on this podcast, but after about 10 days, I told her, okay, now my body is used to it. So now I've really got to concentrate to make sure I'm actually doing the meditation. And then later this meditation for money, like literally it is for hard cash, it's for money, comes into my field. And I'm like, okay, okay, fine. I'll add that. So now I'm doing the 31 minute and the 11 minute meditation. I'm almost done with the 11 minute one. I'm doing that one for 40 days. And uh, the longer one we're going to do for 120. But yeah, and it is, it's, it becomes something that you just, there's no drama about 
do I want to do it? Do I not want to do it? Like, uh, you just do it. It's just, that's fine. You don't worry about it, right? It's just, so you do your practice because it's part of who you are. Exactly. It's like, you don't go get into drama. Maybe most people don't get into drama about, am I going to eat now or not? Because our bodies are saying eat. (laughs) So we eat and it's the same. You just don't get into the drama about it. Like it's showering. It's like showering, you know, you don't dramatize that. So it's, it's, it's easy once you get kind of past the whole like discipline idea, which to me, it's just a dedication. Like, are what are you dedicated to? Well, and that also, like, if you just don't think about it, you just do it. It's the whole overthinking thing. You kind of go, okay. Sarah, that's even better. Yeah. Just don't think about it. It's just like any habit. It just takes a little bit of, sometimes it does take it in the beginning, a little bit of effort just to change, but we can change. We are so, we're infinitely creative. We can change. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. No, and we do change all the time. We change in microscopic ways or when we're really motivated. You know, yeah. I've changed it the drop of a hat, entire plans, because someone offered me up something that sounded so cool and so interesting. I thought 20 minutes, I can rearrange things and be there. That's a change. And I don't change. I don't care to change like that, but I've done it. We all can do that. So, yep. so talk to us a little bit about, I know you're traveling back and doing a workshop in, in Minnesota. Yeah. You're doing a whole series. What's going on with that? Yeah. So the workshops are going to be on the 26th and the 27th. And I'm thrilled because I get to teach a Kunalini yoga Kriya or yoga set for opportunity and green energy. So that's kind of that prosperity heart energy and the opportunities. And then the next morning I am teaching or I'm leading, I'm not going to say really teaching, but I'm leading a, a sound healing circle. And the way that I do sound healing is I, I am a singer, but the voice is so resonant with the body because it comes from the body. Right. And then I've had like, tuned in people I'll say say you know you're channeling angels I'm like oh that's that's cool you know (laughs) great and and people say you sound like an angel and then I just think in my head like no it's just the angels they're singing through me I don't know (laughs) but but we use a, a really powerful healing meditation from kundalini yoga that is a chanting meditation for healing self others and the world and I also help people feel comfortable with their own voice. And the secret is before we start any of the toning, which is basically just opening your mouth and making sound. I have people sit and close their eyes and tune in. And and then I say, imagine that we start, you know, making sounds and your neighbor, the person next to you just sounds, it's off key. It it just sounds horrible. You know, just, just imagine. And then I say, you know, how do you feel about that? Right. And then it's really about, well, that's how they feel too. So don't worry about it. Just make noise. Nobody here is going to be like, oh my God. (laughs) And that's what it's all about. So when you can start to open that, your, your whole, your whole being changes and allows more in, right? We get so stuck. And when I was learning to sing, I only had, this is a fun story. Actually, I had a voice lessons from a woman that I traded garden work for these voice lessons. (laughs) 
So I think, I think I got the better deal, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's the mat, the, the thing with singing is most people just have, they, they just kind of close up their throat, but we want to be as open as possible. So we want to be like, <gasps> you know, like that big breath and like, <gasps> wow, <laughs> you know, just open. And, and I told her, I said, this is not just voice lessons. You're, you're my therapist right now, you know, because it is about the, the full expression of yourself. It's not just about singing. Well, when you were doing that and you just, your expression, your facial expression, as well as the sound of breathing in and exhaling your being. Right. Yeah. So it's hard to share with people who we are if we only do our shallow breathing and our shallow selves. And it's scary yeah. sometimes to be out there. And I do recall in a yoga class where we had to vocalize and I thought the same thing. I'm going, oh, this isn't going to be pretty. But then it was so fun. And, yeah. But you know what was the most amazing thing to me was, and there was maybe eight or 10 of us in the class or in the practice. And honestly, within a minute or two, everything started to harmonize. And it was the most incredible sound. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, the energy in the room felt really different. And all the voices just had this thing on, and no one was intentionally like going, I'm going to harmonize with this person. I don't know if that was just that one moment, but it was beautiful and it felt very connecting to the other people in the room as well as beyond the room yeah definitely and sound if you listen if you if you if you're if you're sound <laughs> this is funny because I'm like if you're silent but you're making sound actually but if you listen there are subtle sounds within sounds and you'll hear different octaves no matter like what tone you're at you'll hear the other levels of the octaves it's really really cool uh, that sounds like it'd be a wonderful session. We will make sure this drops before then so that if anybody is in the Little Falls area and they want to check in with Red Door Yoga Plus, they can do that. Definitely. Um, we'll put the info in on the show notes for you too. So cool. on your journey where you've been from the Midwest to now for people listening, you're in Hawaii now. Yes. Right? And, but you're moving, are you staying on island? Or are you coming back to the mainland or what? What's up? Yeah, yeah. So this is a great, I feel like this is perfectly timed for this podcast. We are in, a, in an Ohana unit. So on the mainland, that would be like a, a mother-in-law section of the house. Uh, they call it Ohana unit. And the house that we are in was sold. So there are new owners and they want the Ohana unit. <laughs> so we have to move. And so we had 45 days. It's like, okay, well, we'll find something. And so we've been looking and it, the price has gone up on pretty much everything. And, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm building a business right now. So, you know, I've been at that. I quit a job in November. So it's a, a fairly new building stage. And I also, you know, I, I can do other things, but I'm a licensed massage therapist. And there are lots of things that I can do. And I've actually always, ever since I quit my jobs in Minnesota, whenever I've needed a job, I've had one. It's been really cool. Okay. But that's a whole different story. So we've been looking and everything. And then we found a couple places out in the country. And when I say country, it's, <laughs> it's country. There's not much around. There's, it's, 
far away from the towns and and we're like I don't know well we have to look so there are a couple and then I can't, I can't remember what day it was but a couple of days ago I think it was the third of July I told John that my husband's name is John. I told him this one said we can look, you know, tomorrow or was it today? I don't know. And he's like, yeah, we have to, that's awesome. And this is one out in the country is Kava for people who have any idea about little tiny country towns on Oahu. <laughs> but he's like, we have to look at that one. It's awesome. He thought I meant a different one. And so we were told like, okay, park by the chicken coop. And he was like, oh, they might be fighting them. You never know out there. Like, you, you never know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I will kill the person if, <laughs> if they have chickens and crates. <laughs> but so we were just not expecting a nice place. So we get there and it's gated. And then we go in and it's a, a big home with a main house and then like four rentals, but it's huge. Like it's a big home. It's a gorgeous yard. It has this beautiful chicken coop with no chickens in it. The chickens are out in the lawn and it's on the ocean. Okay. So that's like the main thing. So John, first of all, was like, Oh, that's not the one I meant. Anyways, then we see the inside and for Hawaii, you all, it is big. And we're like, Oh, so the rent's a little bit higher, but now we get to take another risk, right? Because it's so far out there. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I do know. Does that make sense? It, uh, it makes sense to me. Exactly. So then I'm thinking, you know, there are other places and, and my body tells me just like my body told me to come to Oahu rather than the big Island. When I moved out here, my body is telling me that I'm out there and that is just it. And I'm not going to argue with that. It got me to Hawaii and I'm still here four and a half years later. I'm not going to argue with what this says. So, so there we are. The map, right? Yeah. And it's beautiful. So, well, it's and, and you drive out there and you feel just this expansion and lightness. Well, I do. I don't know that anybody would, but that's how I'm feeling it. And so that's again, how I know. And then, and then where we used to live, we love it there too. And we're thinking of looking at a place, but it's just, no, it's just a no. It's a no, not yet. Not now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. a no. well, how great that you found a place when the clock was ticking and that it's so gorgeous. And, and it always does work out that way. <laughs> the reason we're here, I don't know if you want me to tell, tell you more stories, but the reason we're in this Ohana unit is because someone lit a fire in the place we were living prior to this. And so we woke up with our home on fire one night. And oh. that, my friends, <laughs> was an experience. Boy, if that doesn't put a point on it. <laughs> so, you know, and then that's when a lot of things shifted and in, in, of course, good ways. And, you know, when we had to move out of this place, my husband was like, oh, this is uh, it's just it's too bad. And I said, well, I don't know if it's bad or good. You know, he was like, oh, you just can't admit. I said, no, I just, honestly, it could be a good thing. Like, I don't know if it's good or bad. It just is what it is. And then I said, at least let us find our next place. And then I'll tell you if it's bad or good. <laughs> Everything just is. Chicken coop, that might not be so great. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we, yeah, sometimes if we can just pause long enough from analyzing or judging something. Yes. Because we don't have all the information yet. 
So if you were going to leave our listeners with a word of advice as they go out into their days or on their journeys, what's something that either a piece of advice you've received that's really helped you or something you've learned that you would like folks to um, reflect on? I'm so glad you asked me this. This came before anything we've talked about today. I was in college and I was freaking out because that was my nature. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Should I move out there? Should I stay here? Should I, what should I do? Should I stay in college? Should I blah, 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 blah. And I was freaking out and I was sitting on my parents' kitchen like counter and my mom was there and she just looked at me and said, maybe you don't need to know. Maybe you're not supposed to know. And wow, did that trigger a light in my brain. <laughs> and I have kept that. I wrote a song uh, called Maybe You Don't Need to Know. I, that has stayed with me. And I'm getting those shivery chill things now. It has stayed with me of, oh yeah, maybe I don't have to know everything. And that's like in your head because yes, you quote unquote know everything, but maybe you don't need to. Maybe you're not supposed to. Maybe, maybe it's not about knowing. Yeah. So that's what I would leave. Just if you're worked up right now about some decision that you need to make, you know, maybe you don't need to know what the outcome is, but I do encourage you to sit and, and let yourself follow the feeling. It might not look like you think it's going to look, it probably won't, (laughs) but it might look even better. I am going to move to, well, if we're accepted, which I think we will be, I'm going to be on the ocean. I don't know how, I mean, it, it can always get better. So how does it get better than this? But just follow, you know, follow the feeling. Well, on that note, I think we will officially end this conversation, Laura. Um, I think you and I probably will have more conversations in the future. So thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. We'll make sure this is out before your workshop so that folks who want to reach out, and there are listeners in that area, So folks who want to reach out can track you down. That sounds wonderful. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you so much. And I just want to say, if you do, if you're into that Kundalini yoga kind of thing, but you're not in Little Falls, Club LC incorporates Kundalini yoga and meditation and sound healing and everything like that. And it's online. So you can be anywhere. So we can be part of your community by just following the links in the show note and tracking you down. Yes. Perfect. All right. Thanks so much, Laura Christine. Thank you, Sarah. I enjoyed this so much. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. We hope you liked what you heard. And if you did, we ask that you go over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share And until next time, have a great week living a no labels, no limits, and no excuses life.